You're listening to All Ears with Somewhere Soul. Welcome to the second ever episode of All Ears with Somewhere Soul. I'm Josh Mason. Very happy to be sat opposite Comedy. Hi. Comedy, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Very well. Very, very well. Good. How's your wee been? Week. Oh, it's only just started. Well, it's right? Monday, so how's your weekend? Maybe I'll rephrase. Uh, weekend was good. Uh, can't remember exactly what I did. Uh, yeah, but it was fun. I think it was fun. There's nothing of note there. Nice. <laughs> okay, well, the reason you've been invited on the podcast is to talk about your songwriting, mm-hmm. which I can openly say you're one of our favourite songwriters oh. at Somewhere So. Um, Thank you. So I think a good place to start is sort of your earliest experiences of writing, not particularly like specifically songwriting, but just Mm -hmm. writing itself and... Okay, writing. Yeah. Uh, So I've I've always written a lot like diaries and wannabe poetry when (laughs) I was younger, uh, like short stories, did like quite a few creative writing classes when I was younger. Um, What sort of age? Uh, oh, I guess there were there were a couple of things in, in primary school, but more secondary school. I had like some teachers who were just like, come do this after school writing club or, you know, I, you know, write poems about soldiers in World War Two and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I was loving all that. <laughs> um, so it's more the like, write, was it more the writing itself that inspired you or the, the teachers? Um, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, the teachers were amazing at my school. Really, really incredible and really inspiring. Um, but I've always just loved words. Like, I just annoy people, I think, with <laughs> words. In fact, like, the only, the only time I remember not annoying people is in, it was when I went to Nashville this year because they're just as, like, wanky as, as me, really. You know, like, I, I'd be like, oh, um, this Tom Waits has this amazing line and someone else on the table would be, like, finishing it before no I could. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really sound like a wanker there. But, you know, like, most of my friends, I'm just like, oh, that's a beautiful line. It's so, so beautiful. Um, yeah, I had this great time, um, moment with Marie and, do you know, The Naked Eye? She's got some memories. Yeah, yeah. I was... Um, chatting to her because we both love the national and I said my favorite of a lyric is uh I should live in salt for leaving you mm. and we were me and um Francesca were just both like oh so amazing and Marie was like but that doesn't make any sense <laughs> salt is an antiseptic <laughs> and I was like that yeah that totally I can totally agree with that too um <laughs> and I guess it just shows like me, me and Marie were just like completely different different types of, of writers by mm totally in love with all her music as well yeah do you find there's more or less of those poignant lyrics in today's music than um i think there's a lot less i think well obviously the national are are, are recent so that's good um but i I try and hunt people i try and hunt people down like um big thief are, are amazing there's a woman called Hayley hendrix um she's got an ep that's come out called i need to start a garden Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. And um well big big thief as well, the the lady in there and I've forgotten her name momentarily. She's also got a solo record. She's just such an amazing lyricist. Um but I think people are maybe a little bit that like lyrics get, get lost sometimes that I find. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, a bit sad. But um the other thing when when I'm writing with like jazzy jazzy people, and I hope they don't mind me saying this because they've got melodies down, right? So <laughs> yeah. for for me, I, I write I write with like I think about the words and the melody at the same time. But a lot of people I, I work with when we're like writing lyrics together, they're like, so I've got this melody, and they sing it to me, and they're like, so I'm like that needs to be four syllables and then a second like two syllables together really quickly and they're like yeah and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I don't know what how you can do like how, how we can work how we can work with that was it like that with Alpha Miss at all no I think Alpha Alpha just left me to you mean with dreams with dreams yeah yeah because you said we we're going to talk about that song um we actually yeah we recorded that that here and wrote that here mm. um Pink Bird which was really amazing process um but I don't I don't remember Alpha telling me about about the melodies I think the melodies came from me or at least most of them did and then but his concept for the record just really inspired me because he was like this is about night and I was like oh well I can't sleep <laughs> and <laughs> I'm <laughs> always I'm always like looking at uh, my my boyfriend thinking 
so jealous of of how he just drifts into nothing nothingness like mm. straight away and i just want him to take me with him need a bamboo pillow oh, which i recently acquired oh, okay. like five days ago and my god does it, it will... does it stop all your thoughts <laughs> it stops something i don't know oh, you're really? just out for, you know, bamboo out for the pillow. Count. okay i'm gonna use that yeah um yeah so with alpha that wasn't a sponsored ad by the way no <laughs> But maybe you should contact them. <laughs> um, yeah, so with Alpha, it happened like like that. But I guess I guess more when I'm writing um, for other people's songs, like just just like being a lyric writer, that that they will sing 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 a melody and I'll and I'll adapt to it. And it's it's amazing how much how much they give how much space they give to a melody. Mm. And it's like I have a real respect for that because I don't think about the melody as much as I I want the lyrics to to breathe I, I, I'm thinking about the lyrics more yeah. you know but they'll sacrifice a meaning for because the word doesn't sing sing right or sound right for the melody mm-hmm. which has its own merit I really like believe it has its own merit and you know that's why they've got amazing mm-hmm. songs <laughs> um, it's just an interesting and, and different way of, of, of the writing process yeah I think yeah so you said you were always writing um, doing creative writing short stories yeah. When you first went to university, you mm-hmm. did a writing degree? Yeah, I did English literature. Okay. Um, and how, yeah. was, how was that? It was amazing. Um, I felt very out of my depth because everyone was amazing <laughs> at writing. And um, yeah, I guess you just get introduced by, to so many different different writers. Like I guess Virginia Woolf was the main one who, who, I, who I did my um, dissertation on as well. But it was just inspiring and all the like feminist theory and my mind was just like blowing up. And I guess I didn't really realise that I, I, that I really should be writing songs for, for a while because I, I was just in the kind of writing world more than the music world. I was kind sure. of singing a lot and I actually did some musical theatre. No way. Yeah. Why uni? The university, yeah. Um, so that was a different trajectory, which I should probably not talk about too much. But <laughs> Let's talk more about that. <laughs> when I you think, say musical... I think there's actually probably a YouTube clip somewhere that's just going to come up and haunt me one day when anyone cares, but at the moment... You know, it's fine. <laughs> so did you ever think about going into acting rather than... I did. Um, in my first year, I thought about leaving and doing musical theatre because I, I just loved it and I loved dancing as well. So I was just... Um, yeah, I guess I was quite a wanderer for, for, for a while. And, um, you know, there were little signs that I should be a songwriter that I think I just ignored or maybe there just wasn't... I didn't find the right person to work with or um, the right, you know... I don't know. I guess I started writing because I was really sad after a breakup and that's when it all kind of started to click. But mm. before I had that kind of lost love feeling, there was I guess that's all I really write about. So that's like nothing that there was nothing else to So you were just waiting for the well, not waiting for, but I was waiting to get dumped. <laughs> now finally I've got my direction. Yeah, um And I were remember... you a good um student in terms of you were constantly writing whether like once you're out of lectures or um was I because I know I knew a lot of English lit students who yeah I was like do you write a lot and they were like no yeah I guess I guess I carried on writing and 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 poetry and then gradually songwriting came into the into the folds of of that but I guess reading it does distract you as well because you're you're always just studying people and Mm. I'd have I'd be like reading a lot throughout the week like the less the contact hours were not not good but the amount you had to do was quite distracting for creativity I think um, what were the contact hours because I did um I did a creative writing degree yeah at uni and oh, that's what I wanted to do you see but I couldn't find a good one no mm. <laughs> well mine's shut down now so oh, okay. <laughs> that probably speaks volumes so you're a writer too Sorry. uh yeah I guess not I did like a poetry module and I did like oh, a amazing. writing for the web module, which sounds like a, such an archaic name oh, nice. for a module, writing no, no. for the web. That's but cool. It was like the contact hours were so, so low that yeah. if you weren't like a really proactive learner, yeah, you'd find yourself just like at home being like, what am I doing? This isn't what university yeah. should be like. Yeah. 
I guess I went to Sussex and there was just like this beautiful library and there came a point where you just had to study to pass. Like in in first year, yeah, I was I was just wayward and debaucherous and I don't know, just partying all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, second and third year, you kind of knuckled down. But I think it was like two afternoons and a morning or something crazy oh, wow. for, for for five days days which was, was yeah. insane but yeah I was I had little signs I, I remember when I was younger I used to just spend ages writing out lyrics I was obsessed with you know counting crows oh I love counting <laughs> do you still do yeah still do so I was obsessed with round here mm-hmm. so so obsessed that like when I was younger I just wrote out the lyrics most most days to the same song which makes no sense at all <laughs> but you know little little signs yeah. um that I should try and do something song songwriter wise and my dad gave me like a good good diet of of really good diets that's a weird way to put it but um like really amazing artists like Joni Mitchell and Judy Sill and Joan Armour Trading and all these people were were like I guess their music was poetry as well as um yeah as well as music so was it a musical family or just Musical in the sense of being like really into Yeah, I guess my dad was in a band briefly with his twin brother and but they they sacked it off the second they did a few gigs and they were like, I cannot be bothered with this. (laughs) Um so and then my mum's yeah, my mum's quite musical. She has she has some musical bones in in her body, but she doesn't really play anything. And my dad's like on the the dad chords up up by the first fret, you know, when he plays guitar. But that's fine. (laughs) You know. Um, also I have to uh, Alanis Morissette as well she was my she was a big influencer yeah <laughs> she like and my dad um, I've told this story lots before but I just think it's so funny him and my mum decided not not to show me that record Jagged Little Pill because because it's just had so much swearing in it and I was still pretty young they're waiting for the right moment or... no no well they just <laughs> thought I had to be be older or you know like just had to yeah, basically they didn't want to show me. But my dad was like, one day in the car, he was just like, this is just too good, I just have to show you. And then like, I was just like, again, my mum was blown. That that lyricism, I think, is like, obviously I'm not sure about all the other records, but I just think it's so brave mm. what she was talking about. And like so gritty and like dirty and raw. And I think a lot of the time, because artists get so much feedback immediately, like when you post something on social media. And I think, maybe people are a bit scared to really say something that mm. could put you in a vulnerable position. Yeah, because I've seen some of the poems you've shared on Instagram mm. and like they're, some of them have been like really, really either like sexual or gritty and yeah. <laughs> I don't know where, I've, I was like, I've never read poems like yeah. that before but for me they were like a breath of fresh air but I can imagine how lots of people would be like, oh like goodness, like yeah. what's, what's this about? yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess those are the type of things that that inspire me, like those kind of visceral emotions. Um, yeah, and that that that's the type of poetry I like that kind of talks about how we connect with each other and and the body and yeah. Mm. So do you do you wish or do you think in your sort of education through secondary school, uni that I know you posted on Instagram saying there's not enough songwriting in the education mm. system yeah what do you think needs to change or what would you like to see change how would you see it sort of introduced oh that's a really good question I actually I met with my my friend who's she's just done an art therapy degree and um we're actually trying to set up a uh, um workshop that we're going to like run in different secondary schools oh, amazing. so hopefully that will that will get off the ground oh, no it will it will get off the <laughs> ground and contact me <laughs> if um, you'd like to see it in your school oh there we go little plug <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I guess I guess it's just depressing that music's kind of slowly slowly dwindling in in schools, and so I was just really frustrated that day. And I think there's so much sadness in the world right now, and I, I really feel it. And you know, sometimes I get too involved with things um, emotionally that I that I, I just think we need to create these little islands out of the sadness. And I guess. I've gone off topic now, but I think, yeah, I think that the songwriting would be would be a way for people to express themselves, and you know, it would also help 
it would be like therapeutic, but it was also like help with the the musical side of of everything. Um, I just think there should be way more music in schools. But saying that, I I just used music lessons to, I mean, I did practice, but I was also just hiding from doing PE and stuff. (laughs) So I don't know whether that's... (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. I don't know if it was at your school, but ours, it was music or PE. Did you have to choose? Because we had to choose, which looking back on it, that's mental yeah that is terrible <laughs> yeah no we didn't have to choose I think I just hid because I really hate PE mm, fair <laughs> but, enough. Um, yeah but um yeah so I, I just think we need to like flex our creative minds a lot more especially in a time when like children are getting more depressed and there needs to be an outlet you know and and, and a way to, to express ourselves and now now I think about it like nothing that I learned in like not nothing but like a lot of things I didn't I learned at school just I, I'm never going to use like igneous rocks and stuff I don't I don't really know like <laughs> don't speak too soon <laughs> yeah maybe maybe <laughs> but you know I could have in, in that igneous rock lesson I could have I could have really been learning something about expressing myself and, mm-hmm. and expressing my feelings and knowing that others felt the same things and you know incorporating that into into music but my school was great with music I just I just got frustrated that day because it's just so like evaporating and there's less funding and the funding thing's really depressing you know I guess especially when today there's there's so much like you've got the opportunity to literally do everything yourself like Mm. there's so much online like tools resources you like you have almost everything you need but if you're not being taught or like pushed in that direction from a young age then often you're just going to completely ignore a lot of it as a sort of viable option whether as a career or just as a creative outlet yeah no yeah no that's totally true and it it kind of annoys me that I mean it's it's great I think I think all these endorsements for companies are great and I can understand why they endorse big big artists but I think they should have maybe they do they're they're probably going to message if they see this but like you know like well what about the endorsements for people who don't have any money who are just like starting up as 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 artists like I don't think there's enough of that there's lots of people like with amazing Fender guitars who who have the money to buy like 12 amazing Fender guitars, but it, I get that it's advertising and other people will buy the guitar, but just a bit more balance. Mm-hmm. There's not enough like balance and, and equality in terms of like money in London. Yeah. Do you, think, so you think it's largely a London oh, problem or do you think because it's like London is heavily, um, I, I heavily don't know, populated actually, with creatives that there oh, needs yeah. to be more done? I don't know because I think London like has a lot to offer like it's I mean one of the things that um I really loved um and still kind of love is like the the roundhouse offer loads of different things for for young people and that's that's amazing and then I I did get some arts council funding and yeah I guess there's just it's um more saturated in in London but that doesn't mean that there's there's less of it going on um I think I just said London because I'm being London centric yeah Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard about the Roundhouse, um, whatever they call it, it was like mm. 20-something pounds a year. Was yeah. It, was it? I was it's on insane. the Time of the Month podcast. You guys were actually oh, talking yeah, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, And no. then I went there recently and saw they were offering like one pound DJ lessons or something. Yeah. Else. These guys are really yeah, great. Yeah, my, my brother's been going for those and he's just, he's, he, he loved it. Yeah. It was amazing. And they also offer uh, rehearsal spaces and studio rooms and stuff like that so it's really good resource mm. um i think i actually did some recording of skin there because the oh, really? yeah bastian who i row with is from denmark so he we didn't have anywhere to go so yeah nice. thanks roundhouse <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's your sort of education mm-hmm. covered at what point did you start taking sort of songwriting fairly seriously or um, not seriously but you were yes. doing a lot of it, I guess. So I came out of uni and then I met... Um, well, actually, I think I was just singing at a party uh, and I have I had this collection of songs that I never released that now I'm just like, oh, God, they're so, like, they're dosed in, like, angst. And I don't know, it's just, they just feel really, like, cheesy to me now. Um, they're okay, but... Probably, but, like, hip-hop songs in there, maybe. <laughs> I wish it was hip-hop. This is really dramatic, some of it. Um, yeah, so I, I was... I think one of my dad's friends heard me playing 
somewhere and he said he's a saxophonist like amazing saxophonist does lots of like horn arrangement for lots of different artists and he said oh you, I, I'd like to have a go like recording them you should take it a bit more seriously um and then that's kind of when like I I knew of I knew of Tom because we live in the same area but that's that's kind Tom, of Tom Tom Mish but that's kind of when we started working together because he said oh I know this amazing guitarist who could play on on your record and then um Tom I met Tom and then we started writing together so yeah but those weirdly those songs didn't come out which is a strange like journey of songs sometimes um but then we start we wrote uh what did you, the the last song yeah and that came out on on soundcloud nice. um and tom already had like some uh fan base kind of gathering mm-hmm. momentum quite quickly very quickly as they do yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just insane his like rise and rise um yeah. well-deserved rise and rise mm-hmm. even now you mentioned anything to like i posted on instagram earlier being like any questions for comedy yeah and they're like what's it like working with Tom Mish it's oh, yeah, like yeah. this fan base is insane <laughs> yeah I know they are insane I mean a good insane yeah yeah but they're they're big fans he's really like hit a, a, a zeitgeist I think mm-hmm. um for young people and and older people I've met some like amazing people on, on his tour and yeah so if you could just sort of enlighten me on your creative process in terms of writing a song Mm. um, from sort of start to finish, how does it typically go? Do you sort of wait for inspiration or when do you get the inspiration? What like happens next? Um, For me, it always has to be a very organic process and it has to be something that I've experienced. But whether I'm like dragging that up from four years ago or (laughs) it just happened yesterday is is another matter. But I, I always think songs are strongest when when they come from a place that you understand and you you can relate relate to so so generally i i i get an idea and i just i start kind of writing find some chords and then just start singing and writing the lyrics at the same time and the verses always just come me and verses are like we're such good friends <laughs> like it's got to the point where i've like written like verses and the middle eight and then but the chorus i'm just i guess because because i'm really yeah i find that hard to believe listening to your oh thank music. you well <laughs> <laughs> it's i don't i find it more of a struggle because i guess you have to sum up in as little words as possible ideally i guess most of a lot of the time what the essence of the song is and that freaks me out <laughs> And you want it to be like, you don't just want it to be like, I love you, I love you, I love you. know, I mean, that, that could be cool too. But, you know, you want it to be something interesting and original. But there's only so many ways you can manipulate words. Mm-hmm. And that terrifies me. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> and you said writing chords first, are you writing on guitar? Yes, yeah. always on always on guitar. I have tried, like, because I can, I can make my way around the piano. Um, and I do try sometimes because I love love the piano, but it hasn't really hasn't really come. Yeah. The mm-hmm. other thing was my sister sort so said to me that um, she was like, "I mean, your choruses are good, but they're not that singable." And I was like, "Oh," she was like, "They're not that easy to sing." I feel like they should be like, you know. And so so that made me overthink for a while because you know songwriting is such a such a journey, and you're always developing and. Um, Sometimes advice is is ill advice, and sometimes it's it's good advice. And and I guess I'm I'm always thinking about how to improve and listening to other people. Maybe maybe sure. too much. But so do you think about how it's going to relate to other people when you're writing it? Are you mainly thinking about how to convey your own feelings in the best possible way on the subject matter? Um, oh, that's a really good. Yeah, no, I'm not thinking about other people. Um, most of the time, unless it's something like, oh God, they're going to think I'm like, I don't know, some kind of sex pest or I don't know, you know, something. <laughs> Is that some unreleased so, material yeah. we haven't heard yet? <laughs> I don't know. You know, or they're going to think I'm I'm about to, you know, I, I've wrote this song, it isn't out yet, but it's, it's, it's called Catching Blue and it's about feeling really low. And I guess some of those lyrics, they're really like, really candid and and kind of honest and I, I worry that you know I, I think I tweeted actually that day I wrote it with my friend Nathan um, Williams and, and I tweeted that day I was like sometimes when I write a song I like I like have to say to myself are you okay you know because it's coming from some place that you don't always understand and then mm-hmm. I was like oh god do, do I actually feel that way 
because it was it was like dark you know it's a dark song about about like catching depression like you catch a cold and yeah. no one really understands so yeah I've gone I've swum away from your question I think what, no what not, at all. <laughs> not at all I guess even if that has come from a uh, a dark place the fact that you're willing to write about it and share about it is is always yeah. gonna, is always going to be a good thing yeah I guess I, I've always my, my parents are both psychotherapists so because <laughs> I've always just been such an open book and I've never had I don't think I have like one secret really like that I've not told any anyone I, I just feel like everything's kind of on on the table like I my boyfriend is always like you just give so much away of yourself <laughs> Well, that's, that's got to be a good thing in yeah. a relationship because my girlfriend is like that. I literally, if I've annoyed it in the slightest, like I know about it immediately or like I always know what's going on with her. Communication is key. it's the best. It's just, yeah, it makes it so yeah. easy. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good thing to have. Um, I guess with songs, it gets you in trouble. I've, I've been in trouble. Really? Previous, yeah. I have. Can you name the song or is that going to get you in more trouble? Um, I think I think maybe it was maybe it was Skin, but I think I was kind of... Ah, oh, sounds awful, but, uh, you know, kind of like on a, maybe a breakup and then, you know, seeing someone else, but didn't really, you know, materialize. I was telling my whole life story now. And then started seeing someone else. <laughs> anyway, the point of the story was after Skin came out, um, one of the guys who I was still friends with, but never ended up having a relationship, he was like, he just texted me saying, I hope this isn't about me. And then my ex was like, this is about me, isn't it? And then my current boyfriend was like, who the fuck is this about? And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, songs get you into so what much trouble. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's actually, I don't know if you've seen, the, read the Florence Welsh, she, she just released a poetry book. No, I haven't. Um, she, she's got this poem called the, like, the Monster. And she's like, I sacrifice everything for a song. It's like a monster that I have to feed. And like all these midnight conversations that I have with friends and, you know, ha- however I'm feeling, like all, all these different experiences, they all get like fed into this machine of the song. And I sacrifice a lot for my art. And mm. I was like, that's exactly how that's I feel. But on a way smaller scale than you, Florence. <laughs> but um, yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting. I think mm. I, I would never date. Don't ever date a songwriter. <laughs> I've heard you say that before. Yeah, before. no, I, I, <laughs> I don't think yeah. you ever. I don't think you ever should. Really, um, workers, you'll just like scuttle off after an because, argument, and they'll just hear you scribbling from the other. Yeah, <laughs> scribbling. Um, your whole life is is documented. Like I, someone told, told me once that, like you know, you're actually writing a diary, but in song song form, and like it has a journey. If mm. you're right, if you're writing from personal experience, yeah. you're kind of documenting your life, and that's yeah, that's that's really interesting. Do you I often think. wonder how much people get of the sort of diary entries as you put them? Like, do you um, do you feel like you can listen to a song back and be like, God, I've really like lay my cards on the table here. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess the only the 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 one that was the most interesting was um, when me and Tom released "Release You," because um, that is a song about how songs become something else to other people. And every time I say that, when I, like I've been doing it a little bit when I've been on a couple of support tours this year, and I've I've just been like, oh, uh, this is a song I do with Tom, but um, it doesn't actually mean what you think it means. And everyone looks so disappointed because everyone thinks it's a song about love. But if you think about it, it'd be such a creepy song about love. <laughs> like, Release You is such a yeah, strange... Yeah, it's quite strange. Um, yeah, but it's actually just about how... Like you release a song and it becomes something else to someone else straight away, and the the like baby that you created now looks completely different, and maybe you start to see it differently. But it's like a a ship that you've just pushed onto the water, and and there's nothing anyone can you know you can't do anything about it. But I, I kind of find that really beautiful, and and ironically, that's what is that ironic? Is that that's what happened with release? You? Yeah, well, no, that's that's what I loved about it—the fact yeah. that you were talking about it instantly changes when you release it. Yeah. And then the song took on a completely new meaning when when I found, I don't know where I found, I remember finding yeah. out that it wasn't about um, relationships and I was just like, no way. And just yeah. listened again. I was like, oh, it's like a brand, it was like a brand new song yeah. again. It was so nice. It's yeah. rare you get that as well from from songs like that they take on an entirely new yeah. meaning. 
was that like a, did you set out to write a song that was going to Ooh, like not meta, mislead people because like... that's not like <laughs> no but no. do you know what I mean oh, unfortunately we weren't we weren't that clever <laughs> <laughs> we were just like um, yeah we are just like it's it's crazy how how you, you release a song into the world and it's become something else um, I guess people are so used to accustomed used to, to songs things being about, being about love, love yeah. yeah but I guess with my own stuff no one's really I think that it's quite most of the time quite self-explanatory because most of them are just about you know the different ways love love can be dif- difficult, um, and I like my my main focus with songwriting. I think, and and with and with love is is to think about that the moments. Well, not not recently, but apart from this year, like the moments, like in between when you fall in love and when you fall out of love, mm-hmm. and those that like you know period where you you, you struggle to 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 re re love love the person, and and you have to learn there's like this amazing poem that my friend reminded me reminded me of um and I don't know who it's by but it was it was talking about how you know if you stay with the person for a while you you both develop and grow and grow new worlds and you always kind of fall into each other's new world but then sometimes um that person grows this world that you don't know if you want to come into and that's why you break up so did you put that one on Instagram yeah I might I, have I remember long, reading that one yeah, and showing it to time. My girlfriend, because I was like, wow, that's... You were like, this is what no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really yeah. beautiful, like, really beautiful idea. Um, I think, yeah, I, was, I started to kind of talk about that a bit in, in some other songs. That I've, I've yeah, that's writing. what I like about your songwriting the most, is I find most people talk about love at its best and at its worst. Yeah. Whereas, like, you'll talk about the little intricacies that more people experience in a yeah. relationship like doubts and thoughts and things that a lot more people can relate to like not everyone is crushed yeah. from a relationship all the time yeah whereas I guess at, at some point a lot of people have and that's why they find it relatable but it's I don't know it's nice to listen to a song and be able to relate to it for a lot of your life rather yeah. than just a, a moment in your life yeah I think oh thank you yeah I, yeah and I guess I guess that's just that's just the stuff I feel I feel the most, and also it's it's hard to find different ways of saying saying things that are interesting and engaging for the beginning bit of love and for the for the end of love because it feels like a lot of stuff has been said. Sometimes mm. I worry that I'm running out of out of words. Like, you're good. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Um, you know, you just might get into a session one day and be like, I just haven't just run out. Just run out of all words. Um, I've been in some interesting, interesting sessions as well. Like, and I, I honestly don't. I'm not. I'm not like slating the way that they write, but you know, like they they like get a book and like pick random words, and then you know, you sh- I don't. I think it might be some kind of Damien or Damon or Damien, and like you like pick the words, and then you make a song from that. And oh, we did like exercises like that. Yeah, at the beginning of like classes in uni and stuff. But. Yeah. And that totally works for some people, but I just couldn't. That's amazing. I couldn't understand the how you would make it into into a concept. Yeah. Because yeah, it always has to be. Uh, yeah, I feel like it always has to be something people can people can relate to. Um, the interesting thing is probably not even related, but I just have to pass on this little bit of wisdom from Leonard Cohen because I I just love him and he's like, I miss him even though actually he's the first celebrity I, I cried. I cried about because he's just he's just such an amazing like poet and mm-hmm. and writer but he said the more specific you are in your songwriting the more the larger the audience and I just thought it's such a such a beautiful thing like mm-hmm. the more people will love it you know if you say the street I'm walking down the street but if you say like I'm walking down Fifth Avenue or you know I don't know something then people can engage more yeah. and I just love that kind of these little like bits of knowledge that just really help yeah, to shape the sense, song actually. So what role does poetry play in your songwriting? Is it just from a broad sense of it inspires you a lot or would you ever sort of sit down and look um, at favourite poems for inspiration? Or? Yeah, no, I do. I do that a lot as well. And also when I worry about, obviously the <laughs> running out of words is a big theme in, in, in my, my work because I, sometimes I, I look through poetry books just to get some new words, like just to get out of your, your head. You know, I've got, I don't know whether other people have these but I have key words that I just 
crowbar in there all the time and I've really recognised like them. I don't want to tell you because you're like, <laughs> you're like other oh. risers will steal them. No, 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 no. Sorry, nothing about stealing. They're not great words. They're just um, you'll just listen and you'll be like, oh, she actually says that, and this, this, this oh, okay, you know, yeah. no, no, it's fine. Like you know, I just talk about like skyline a lot, and I guess skin is a big thing. And what else do I say? Um, is that because you like the word skin, or do you feel like it's a like an emotive? Um, word. I feel like it's an emotive, emotive word. Um, yeah, and I guess skyline, sky just rhymes with a lot of things, <laughs> so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I guess, I guess these themes I try and get out of um, a lot, a lot, and also just weirdly, I, this is probably really bad copyright, but I think like if if there's a title, sometimes that can really like a title from from a poem you know just one word actually i did still i think i stole like a title for desire i think i stole that but the poem has nothing to do with what the song is about <laughs> but i was like that's by a, a poem um by kim adonisio which is just amazing called for desire and it's about her like pushing against everything as a woman she's like I, i'm gonna wear this red dress and i'm gonna eat this yeah i don't know it's just it's just really like raw um and that really inspired me um yeah yeah. So would you often write in the same place or would you, yeah, is it often just the words that inspire you and things that happen to you or do you have, often get inspired by your sort of surroundings? Surroundings. Um, not always surroundings, but I do always feel like I need to move around. So I, I do try and move, like my my parents have a flat in, in, in Margate that I sometimes go to just oh, to nice. be, be by the sea and alone. That's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I guess the the other inspiring thing is you just got to hang out with people who say beautiful things as well, you know. Like um, I guess this is also feeding feeding the monster, but sometimes you know your, your friends are like going through something, and obviously you're not gonna like wrap their wrap their shit in a melody, you know, because <laughs> that'd be really hard. <laughs> but like the little things that can just like spark and spark an idea, um, just really. Yeah, I have one friend in particular who's just so she's just so like eloquent when when she talks, and it's just really inspiring. And um, and you're like, please tell me more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep going. Exactly. I remember someone. I I was at a talk once, and this songwriter was saying, like, he was saying, oh, whenever my friends break up, I'm just like, I go around there. <laughs> <laughs> a little like and I was like oh god that sounds awful pack of tissues and yeah. some, like, biscuits or something but I've been in arguments before and you know the, the, the person I mean now I'm going to sound like a really awful person but they've been like are you writing this down I've been like no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> just texting saying I'm in a fight going to be late <laughs> but yeah I guess you have to be quite ruthless well I was going to say would you ever feel like you needed to ask for like permission no, it's never got to the point where um, I'm actually just stilling them their words, word word for word. Yeah. But I guess emotionally, people do say like, like I, you know, in, in relationships, I'll be like, "Are you actually feeling that?" Or do you, you know, like, do you know? I don't know. That's not. It's not a nice place to be. But I, I think you just have to be be honest to, to your art, and if the person you're with can can deal with that, that's great. Mm-hmm. And if and if they can't, then I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to think about that. But <laughs> you know, I I don't think. I think you have to always just 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 be honest as long as it's not hurting anyone too yeah. much. And you could you could be talking about an emotion that's a long long time ago. The one that got me in the most trouble was was two spoons because that's but that that was just an idea that I had and I wrote that song. That's like the quickest I've ever written a song. Like, What's the sorry? It's average it's, time frame of a. Oh my god! Well, song for you. Because speaking of Len Cohen, I've listened to a podcast about. You sent me that podcast. Oh, did you listen to it? I loved it. Yeah, it oh my good, god! Can you send it to me again? Because I went and looked for the link and I couldn't find it. Yeah, so I was telling my dad all about Malcolm. Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, was about it? Uh, I was talking about Hallelujah. Yeah, about. Oh my god! And talking about how there's two different types of genius. Yeah. And did it compare Len Cohen and Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan, yeah. How you can just spend years obsessing over your your lyrics, your craft, and like revisiting constantly and then make a masterpiece or you just knock something out and yeah. it's there. I was going to ask, which do you relate more to out of the, oh, the two types of genius? Do you, are you really constantly revisiting your lyrics or? Um, 
Yes, I guess I am constantly re- revisiting my lyrics. Sadly, I wish I wish I didn't think about it as much as as much as I do. Um, like there's a song that I've been working on um, that I think might have a similar similar. If I release it, I hope I'm hoping to release it. If I release it, I feel like it would have a similar reaction that people are going to think it's about love, but it's actually about song songwriting um, and. I've been like poor Nathan um, Williams, who, I, who I've done a lot of songwriting with. I like, I've sent him a million voice notes. I was literally on my thirteenth chorus because there was there was like I sent him thirteen choruses. <laughs> he was like, I think the first one was the best one, and then I changed it again. So I've been writing the song for over a year, and I, you know, I'm still not sure whether it's whether it's there. I did just post it. And on. is it just a chorus that? It's just the chorus I it's wrote the verse, right wrote, the, wrote the middle eight. Um, it was so, I needed to sum it up because, I mean, I, I'm going to sound really ungrateful now, but sometimes you're you're like driving to to a gig or like from a gig and or you know sitting in in a windowless room in in the summer and you kind of wonder, do I love my songs this much? <laughs> like because you sacrifice a lot, you know, a lot of like personal relationships, a lot of time and because it's creativity sometimes it doesn't always come to something tangible and that's the most upsetting thing and so I guess this song is about like me questioning whether I love songwriting enough to put myself through the like ups and downs of it and I didn't know how to summarize that in a chorus yeah it doesn't sound like an easy one <laughs> no no <laughs> and I think I might have done it but I'm not I'm not sure I'm still not sure but this feels the closest I've come um, but yeah, other other songs like like Two Spoons, um, which is a, a really old old song now that I actually did record here as well, Pink Bird, um, with Alpha. Alpha produced it. Um, so I just had this idea that it's so weird that you can be walking along and you smell someone's perfume, and it just it's so evocative that it, and it takes you back. You know, like smell is your strongest memory, so it just completely takes you back to to that person and like. I guess where I got in trouble is is that I was talking about how you needed to like you just want to crawl up with them because it reminds you of someone you used to love, um, but then you realise they're a, they're a stranger and that would that would be weird, you know. <laughs> but like I just love that idea that like you're still connecting to the past and to like the ghost of someone just through just through a smell and like even if you don't feel that experience now like that that emotional now about, about them that sorry that emotion now about them you're like taken back to that to that emotion but for me that was that was such a like strong concept in, in my in my eyes like not necessarily done like super well but like in, in my eyes it was such a strong you know and I I love I still love love the song that um it just, it was so easy to write. And I just yeah. literally locked myself in a room and did it in like two hours and that hardly ever. Two hours. Yeah, something like that. It was just the evening. So I, I was just like, wow, <laughs> wish this could happen with every song. <laughs> um, so you find it often depends on the chorus for you, how quickly a song Yeah, it's always finished. the chorus. It's usually always the chorus that's, that's letting me down and the amount of um, YouTube channels I've watched of men trying to tell me how to write choruses. <laughs> <laughs> and they always they always like talk about their, their 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 songs for about half an hour and I'm not slaying men here but I'm sure there's I'm sure there's women who do it too but I've just come across men men telling me how to write a chorus because I've searched for it not yeah. not it's interesting you, you um class it as like a, a summary has that always been your view of a chorus or did that sort of come from yeah. somewhere I've never really thought of it like that before but I guess it sort of makes sense yeah I guess that was what I've always thought but maybe it doesn't need to be in which case that's maybe I'm, maybe I'm free but I, 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 I don't know it feels like it needs to have something to do with it but it needs to be like a soundbite almost mm. you know so people can sing along and I guess that's always the the issue I've had like the push and pull with, with songs of how how like singable you want to make it and how um, easy for the listener you, you want to make it and how much you want to make than work because for, for me as, as an artist some of the most impressive songs are the ones that where you really have to work mm. you know but I don't think that's the way of the world <laughs> all the time yeah because I would say that skin is really like sing singable yeah I don't know if that was did you know that when you'd written it or did you just experience that afterwards I've certainly noticed that your shows before people will really like belt out yeah um, I think that was that was maybe down to Bastion because he's a great uh, 
guess you can say pop art. Like he, he's now writing with like Jess Glynn, like just finished on her album. He's an amazing writer. Um, but but for me, that that song, like it just had that like like slight pop, you mm-hmm. know. And I love like cheek. I call it cheeky pop, you know, because it's <laughs> like well, for me, it's cheeky pop because I, I don't feel like it's like out out there pop, but it is pop because it gets in like it's an earworm, and that's what you need, yeah. really. I guess I struggle between finding the earworm or just going like full out pop kind of vibe yeah yeah cheeky pop cheeky pop yeah because that's an interesting way of looking at pop music as in in the earworm sense Mm. where some people hear the word pop and they're like oh it just means it's like popular and commercial yeah which i guess it can be both at the same time but yeah yeah i yeah i guess yeah i i always i mean i love pop music and to be honest like maybe a year ago or something i thought i could probably write pop is easily but recently i've been trying to like do a bit more top line writing or you know trying to write more pop kind of tunes not not for myself but maybe in you know hopefully for others in the future and i find it the hardest thing i just don't think mm-hmm. i'm a pop pop writer really necessarily like in in the way that i i wanted to try out you know i think it's a real skill is what yeah, i'm trying definitely. to say um and also maybe maybe the lyrics need to be a bit more don't digestible. Don't change your lyrics no. for <laughs> popular music. No, no, I won't. <laughs> I'm actually working on something that I don't know. It could, it could, it could make or break. It probably might break. <laughs> actually, I don't know if it'll make, but it might break. It might break because um, it's quite inward looking and it's quite conceptual in terms of the record, um, and it's not pop. Sounds but I'm trying to, I'm just trying to, st- I'm struggling, but I'm like trying to make it sound, you know, a bit more, a bit more catchy, but have quite like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe the themes, but maybe, maybe dark and for hopefully for provoking themes, but also quite self-involved themes, which is what mm-hmm. I worry about. And has that been a natural sort of progression or movement for your songwriting to move on to different feelings and yeah. different moods or... I guess I had, because because I do write quite quite biographically. I I kind of I did I did fall in love for a while. Oh, I mean I'm still in love <laughs> fall in love for a while. Please edit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know when you just like fall really hard for something, and it's like it's just easy. So there's nothing to write about. I'm like, hey, can you? can you cheat on me or do something or, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> it's a dark thing to ask for, but I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just so, so easy. So, um, I guess, I guess this is more me kind of exploring like family dynamics and like, I, I've, I'm very close to my grandma. So I've been like recording her speaking a little bit and trying to like interweave that in, into the music. And, um, she speaks like quite poetically. So I've been kind of using, that idea and then yeah so I guess it's more kind of more about family you know Mm -hmm. I I was I became obsessed with the idea about how you pass down it's really obvious but I never thought about how you pass down your personality to to people as, as well and you like you see like bad things in yourself that you see in like your 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 father or your or your mother and it's just so weird that these bloodlines they don't just pass down and even things that they've experienced that you haven't experienced they can pass down trauma and that's kind of insane for Mm. me and that's like um so I've been thinking about that a lot which is why it could be quite a strange well it sounds interesting and also nice that you're in such a happy relationship that you've been oh, sort of naturally you. forced to <laughs> explore other avenues of yeah. inspiration. There's still moments, like you know, there's still there's still moments of of you know, and in those in those like couple of weeks, I'm like, right, I've got to write something sad now because I've got my got my window before we make up <laughs> <laughs> to write something. Um, yeah, but because I find don't it easier to write sad about sad. Yeah, happy. I th- I'm like anyone who manages to write like really good happy songs. I'm really impressed with. I think yeah. that's the hardest thing to do. Um, I think I'm predisposed to sadness as, as well, and I, I love. I, I always hang around with people who are sad. I just like get on with them. So much. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like relate relate to them so much more than happy people. I'm like, what are you doing? It's great mm. that you're happy, but like, how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all the time. How are you doing this? Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, all my happy friends, I'm sorry. I love you too. Maybe but, just uh, less open than yeah, that's true. you are often, I don't know. That's true as well. 
but you asked me a question and I've forgotten that, that I went off again. Did you ask me something? I don't think so. But what's oh. it like um, writing with someone else as opposed to writing? Because obviously you've talked a lot about um, how personal the lyrics yeah. and the songs you write are. How does it differ when you're writing with someone else or for someone else? Do they ever say this song is a, about this or or if they've played a melody or chords and the mood is yeah. quite bright? How does it sort of um, push you as so a So it depends if we're writing like a... Do you mean if I'm writing some lyrics for, for them or, or if... if if we're writing as a collaboration, collaboration. We're both. Let's tackle, okay. Let's tackle both. Uh, okay. So I guess with with Tom, I, I did some work f- um, with him on his record, and um, I guess movie is is the best the best ex- example. But he had this amazing idea about um, uh, brief encounters. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I want it to be like this brief encounter of, of love that that doesn't last and you know like kind of like referencing a movie and he showed me this clip the clip that plays at the beginning mm-hmm. and I was like Tom this is insane this is such a good idea and um uh he already had a melody mm-hmm. so he that this is the example of him like singing singing um, uh, something to me and I had to kind of find we had to find like words together and also like get into his his brain a bit more like he he did some of the lyrics too but you know like get into his brain a bit more about what kind of words he he would use and he's very vocal about it as well which mm-hmm. is great because we're like known each other for a long time so he'll just be like no that's it's really cheesy or I can't do that can't wouldn't say that wouldn't do that like that's too poetic and you know so we were just kind of hammering it out and um it was really good. He has great ideas for, for songs. Like, I think he could, yeah, I mean, he does write a lot of the lyrics as well, like South of the River as well. I thought that was a great idea. That's like what Londoners are always, <laughs> always talking about. Like, mm. I, I have loads of friends in North London who I just don't see. Really? Yeah, because they're, they're from North London, mm. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, but when I'm collaborating, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I... I do kind of find it weird because sometimes you just walk into a room with someone who's a stranger and you're like, this is my life or I just had this massive argument or I think I'm going to break up with this person. or, And it is kind of weird because you're like bearing your soul to... Bearing your soul, it's so cheesy. But you're like opening up to someone who, who you hardly... Who so then hardly are you know. writing there and then? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, I, like I know a lot of people like work out the melody in the session and then, but I can't do that either. I have to like mainly. I don't know whether it's because I'm not as attuned to, to melodies as, as other people, but I have to know what the lyrics are. Otherwise, it just won't necessarily happen. Yeah. I think I kind of compare sessions are like. I think I once compared it to like making a baby with a total stranger. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Such a weird experience because it's something like deeply personal. But um, yeah. But it's it's good, and I I I've learned so much from working with other people. All right, so now it's time for some of the Q questions. Mm-hmm. I say Qs and As. Um, some of the questions we've had in. So the first one is, who are some of your favourite songwriters, past and present? Ah, oh, lovely question. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I touched on this a bit earlier, but yeah, like Leonard Leonard Cohen is. Is one of my one of my all time favorites, and then like Joni Mitchell, Suzanne Vega, Judy Sill, who never really got her her time, but she's an amazing songwriter. And then yeah, recently like Big Big Thief, Haley Hendrix, they're like amazing, amazing like women, and and the National. I've just kind of repeated mm-hmm. all, all the stuff. That I'm in. I also really love um, like Charlotte Day Wilson. Mm. I'm a big fan of her stuff. Yeah. Um, amazing voice. Um, and then also all the people who who are around, like Marie Dahlstrom and uh, Laura Mish and Soprell and obviously Tom and Alpha and Bonnie. Yeah, all like totally really inspiring artists. One like branch question off that. Have you ever found yourself able to listen to music purely for the the songwriting, even though you've not enjoyed the the musicality of the song? Oh, yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, I think like Tom Waits with me, like he's an amazing song songwriter, but I guess sometimes his voice grates. Um, and I've got used to it now, but his lyrics are insane. Like um, there's a song that you have to go home and listen to, or you probably you might already know it, uh, called Take It With Me. And I, I discovered it on like 
through this artist in Nashville actually who played a, a cover of it and it's just so heartbreakingly beautiful and I, you know I, I don't know if I'm going to sound really weird now but I've got a funeral playlist and <laughs> that went straight on I didn't see that on Spotify I know I was thinking <laughs> of doing it but it's quite diverse so I want to like lift people up with some Rihanna and then you know bring them straight back hurtling down with, with Tom Waits mm-hmm. take it with me <laughs> <laughs> I've always so, had Tom Mish The Journey is my oh, funeral yeah. song the minute that's, I heard it I was like it's my funeral song yeah. right there I saw most people must have funeral playlists yeah, at least one at least maybe one. not a whole playlist I don't know <laughs> <laughs> must have your options open my best, I've been, I haven't actually physically got it so I just I just call my best friend and I'm like this is can you add this to my list how often do you update it? <laughs> <laughs> daily no no not that not that daily but um, yeah um, okay, so do you think songwriting is getting worse? Oh, I do. I think pop writing might be. I don't know. Actually, is that fair? Because there are some amazing pop songs still, but some pop songs are just so awful and like, I don't know. The production's really bad. And like, I, I remember in a session, I wrote a, a song that was three three twenty, or I wrote it with someone, and I was like, oh my god, this is like the first time I've written like a song that's that's you know a pop song duration time <laughs> and um the guy was like no no it's 250 now and i was like what like a pop song like soon we're gonna have songs that are like 20 yeah like two minutes but yeah soon oh, we're gonna have songs that are like 20 seconds long and when i think back to the like the 70s like carol king and aretha franklin that those were the pop songs you know like mm. and that that was amazing songwriting and there are still amazing pop songs but I don't know if they're getting well, getting worse. They might. Well, maybe it's not that. I guess maybe it's could be dictated by listeners getting lazier. Yeah. And yeah, intros getting true. cutting on. I know. Spotify because of Spotify, like people are so impatient, they just want to skip straight to a hook or something. I so I mean, I love I love Spotify. They 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 pay pay a lot of my, my bills and I'm, I'm very grateful for, for that that they've given so much money back to the music industry but you know I'm scared I'm really scared about Spotify I'm scared, I'm scared that people are writing like chill out Sunday songs mm. you know and I'm scared that you know someone said to me oh you can't have the outro that long because what about the skip rate and I was like am I writing for, for me or am I writing for Spotify and yeah. it was not Spotify's fault that that's, that that's happened but we're all like digesting it and like maybe even unconsciously now am I going into a session I'm thinking about that and that 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 thought terrifies me um but the things that keep me going are like all the artists in in London and and around London that I keep on meeting that are like insane insane players insane like songwriters Mm. and you know they might not be pop pop stars but they're writing really beautiful stuff in an age where they are like pushed against things like people's attention span and and Spotify and they're still like coming through and people are still responding to them and they're growing as artists and that's an amazing thing I think okay good so we're going to say no for that one which I think is a nice answer not to be like too depressing yeah no no (laughs) Um, (laughs) such a long no (laughs) (laughs) so the next one is do you have a favourite lyric or song that you've written? Um, both, I guess. Oh, what favourite favourite lyric in, in the whole... That oh. you've written. Oh, that I've written. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I think my my favourite lyric is um, from like that and it's the first line and it's, um, I want to go where new lovers go in their own poetry, get undressed in front of you and still feel, feel you watching me. Yeah, I think that's my favourite line. And that, because it feels like really exposing, but it really did come from somewhere. Where I was like, yeah. And then it's just funny as well, because it's like, please look at me naked when you think about it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you should cut that bit. <laughs> it's a good job we're filming the podcast. I know. <laughs> That's probably one of my favourite songs of yours, to be fair. I remember oh, the first thanks. time I heard it was at um, Village Underground, oh, thank which is so well suited for... Anything sort of remotely bassy is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Thanks. That and um, before you, before you knew me, knew me, both of them I remember just sounding oh, unreal on those speakers. So next question is, which I really like, uh, if you could, if you had to add one person to the time of the month podcast crew, who would it be? Oh my god, that's so hard. <laughs> 
Oh God! Wow, that's really that's really true. There's so many inspiring women around, um, and we're we're growing in force. It's, it's great. Um, can I can I pick a few options? Pick a few if you don't want to offend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's about it's maybe not about offending, but um, I guess I guess um, Jessica Joy Allen, who does the harp, you've done. Yeah, mm. I think some. Yeah, I. I, I yeah, had thank a you for introducing oh no I didn't realise because I saw on your story you were with her yeah and I looked her up and was like my god like harp yeah. is just so beautiful and her and voice her is voice, insane yeah. she's played me her single that she's going to release it's so beautiful and it's still stuck in my head she played it like once now that's a good song right wow. um, yeah so I, I guess I guess maybe um, maybe Jessica because she was very healing and like beautiful in, in, in the session um and has some great ideas. And then also, I mean, I've been working a lot with Suprel. We're going to mm. hopefully release a song together. Oh, your um, voices together in that Instagram video. Oh, thanks. Unreal. Yeah, it was a song that she started writing and I just helped at the, the end bit. But yeah, it was, I think we're, we're recording at the moment. So it's going to come up. But I'm just like, I'm just looking at her like, she's her voice is like silk. Mm. And um, yeah, she's got a lot of like great opinions and, and she feels like a good a good soul. Um, yeah. And there's probably lots of lots of other people too, but those are, those are my those are my two that I can think of right right now. Super and Jessica Joy. Yeah, nice. Oh well, sadly that's all we've got time for. Thanks um, so much for having me. Went so quickly. There were still questions left. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Look forward to the new music. Oh, okay. And yeah, next guest we've got is Ruby Wood. Thanks so much Fellow for having me. It's been so lovely. Thank you. Hope I didn't say too much weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all.